Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here. It's still January 3rd. I had some extra time and a little inspiration, a little bit of inspiration. So I decided to publish another podcast today. You know, I, I tried to break them up into small chunks. I, I could probably <laughs> sit down and deliver all these ideas in one load, you know, in one chunk of time. But I generally find that about 15 minutes, roughly 15 to 20, maybe less, is, is enough for people to digest and think about. So although I could have made this part of the prior podcast, uh, it is a different topic. And uh, I have felt a need to address the topic. Uh, so uh, here we go. Uh, you may hear an alarm go off in the background. I'm Cutting it pretty close here with my family getting up and getting ready. I've got about 50 minutes before I got to head off for work. So here we go. Let's do another podcast. And the reason I want to present another podcast is because I've been, I've been challenged with an interesting question, an interesting proposition, and that is this. Can someone discover the truth of themselves? Uh, the truth of our love, the truth of kindness, the truth of hope. Can someone have that transcendent experience and then turn their back on it? Tough question. Tough question. I can only speak from my perspective. Um, and I think it really comes down to the, the, the power, the weight, the, the truth of this discovery. So if the question uh, presented to me is this, can someone discover this truth about their authentic self and then go back to the matrix and be like evil or a part of the false reality? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Uh, certainly not to the degree that they were involved in or that we were involved in the matrix, or the, the matrix the first time. We'll never be changed. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Many years ago, I was talking to a, a person who had been sober for years, became a counselor, and he said, you know, I may not be able to keep people sober. But what I can do is share enough truth to mess with their next drunk. You say that again. This guy, he was a counselor, great guy. Said, I, I may never, be, I, I can't personally keep you sober or anyone. But what I can do is the next time you choose to drink or use drugs, what I have told you will be in the back of your mind, and it will mess it up. And he was right. Uh, once you're exposed to the truth, you may go back to the non-truth, but that truth, if it is true, will always be stuck there. Uh, I think the same is true with any truth. That once you have experienced for yourself, once you have been exposed to uh, and you have understood on some level 
the truth of what it means to be human, the truth of the transcendent experience of being human, that you may try to go back to the matrix, but you never completely will. And so the idea of someone really experiencing the transcendence, really experiencing that love. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I have told the story before. I won't go into it in detail here, but, you know, I had some experiences early in my spirit, in my serious spiritual journey where I was encompassed in complete love, uh, a love that does not judge, a love where there is no shame, a, a love beyond my explanation. And I think once you can experience that or at least understand that on some level maybe the two are the same maybe you have to experience it to understand it you you can't uh, ever be the same you may try but you have been set free and you know i'm, I'm going to borrow those words of jesus that the truth of who you are will set you free and you know, for me anyway, he's not, Jesus was not talking about the truth of who he was or the religion founded or surrounding him. He's talking about your authentic self. And so, you know, the question posed to me was, can there be people who know the truth and manipulate it? Well, no, because the truth can't be manipulated. It can only be transformative. Uh, and once you have experienced, once you have understood on some level the nature of du dualism, the nature of the reality that we choose to live out of because we know no different, we know no other, we, we, we don't know anything different. Uh, that reality that we have made that is transactional, where things like conspiracy and, and cabals of evil people probably do exist. Once you see that for what it is, and then you experience the true reality of what it means to be human, you can't go back. There's no going back for me, probably no going back for you. Uh, we can't... I could not fathom living the same way I lived when I was 25 years old today. Not just physically, not, you know, now that I'm 58, I, I don't, <clears throat> you know, I can't do the physical things I used to be able to do. But I mean the consciousness, the awareness, the, the reality and I think the same is true at the spiritual journey. Once you begin to figure out that things are not real, the things that you have practiced, I don't care if it's addiction or religion or politics or what have you, once you figure out that, that those things do not satisfy the the question and then you begin to search for the question and and you discover to some degree the answer which is you know love 
you can't go back. And, and so in the light of real love, in the, in the light of, of that experience, and I'm not saying I practice real love, folks. Trust me, I'm just as judgmental as the next guy. But I have experienced it. I've experienced real forgiveness from others. I've experienced real forgiveness for myself. I've experienced a, a love that transcends conceptual thinking about what that love is. Once you've had that experience, once you have some knowledge of that, then I think you understand that there's just no way. Now, the difficulty, there's just no way anyone could experience that and, and consciously reject it. Now, maybe on a subconscious level, uh, some people go, ah, that was weird, let's go do whatever. You know, I get that. But I don't think you can consciously, I'm serious, I don't think you can consciously experience the transcendent love and then choose the opposite. Now, you know, some people would say, well, maybe that's where evil comes from. Well, I believe evil is ignorance, and ignorance and love can't exist in the same space. Evil is a construct of, of the human experience, my friends. Uh, a star, uh, the uh, blade of grass is not, you know, the, the, the lion that hunts, it's not an evil thing. <laughs> Brutal, maybe, but not evil. Evil is us because it comes from our misconcept, our misconception of reality, our misconception of ourselves. And so once that becomes solidified in us to even a small degree, there's just no way. I think if you really, truly understand you know, the Buddhist teachings of compassion, or Jesus' teachings of non-judgment, uh, at least to some degree, uh, you can't act from that same self-centered, selfish, dualistic place anymore. Now that may still be there to some degree, but as my old drug and alcohol counselor friend said, it's going to mess with you. You're not going to have a clear conscience about doing something demonstrably wrong because you know the truth. And I'm not just talking about morality, my friends. I think morality is subjective. I'm talking about judging others, judging oneself, shaming others, shaming oneself, really you know, harming others intentionally. You just won't, you just can't do it if you really experience it. And... I hope that answers the question that was proposed to me. I've been thinking about that a lot, and I wanted to deliver a podcast. Anyway, there you go. Hey, thanks for your time. I hope it's okay to give two in one day, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you gain something from what I'm saying. Uh, take care, my friends. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.